Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, I'm Dahlia. I'm Jordan, and this is the Blooming Voices Podcast. <laughs> so nice to see you guys again. Happy New Year. Yeah, Ma- Christmas is coming up, New Year, cheers, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all of it. Yeah, well, by the time this airs, Christmas will be over, but like, and I think oh, the New Year will be over too, but so yeah. anyway, like, <laughs> happy, everything, and everything. <laughs> Orthodox Christmas, and uh, whatever other holidays happen in January, besides Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's right. So, okay, yeah. so today, what are we talking about, Jordan? You want to share, please? Yeah. So I think I've mentioned dating before and like, so we're, this is what we're talking about. Like being, I don't know, like, am I, I'm sort of talking to a guy and I want to know what's too much basically. And I'm sure that other people have this kind of problem or if they don't, they can be entertained by my problems. Hopefully. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, so today we'll talk about dating. What's too much? Just that, what is it called? That awkward beginning phase, um, putting yourselves out there. I know that that's a thing with me putting myself out there. Yeah. Cause like I can use my, the last guy I was dating to last year for this too. Cause, okay. So I, I, I think I do too much in the beginning and I, and I've read articles of people like, don't be too intense in the beginning. Don't talk about this. <laughs> don't, don't be don't, too intense. Don't talk what too much. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I mean, it would be, I would be like talking about deep emotional things, but these are things oh, that I do it. You mean naturally. showing vulnerability? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause isn't that required? I mean, cause like, I'm like, okay, finally a guy that I can be vulnerable with. And so I'm going to do it right away because I don't know, this might be a twin uh. thing. I'm learning from my therapist, like, cause twins are used to sharing at a really deep level and it's nothing. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. 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 I totally get you. I don't know. It's so-, so easy for us because we already have that, um, partner. And so we can go really deep with our emotions and, you know, we have that person that understands us sometimes better than ourselves. And so we have to remember to rein it back a little, like rein it in a little uh, when it comes to people we don't know. I, yeah. I don't think that uh, throwing all our intensity or, you know, all our feelings up front is going to play well with uh, other people who aren't our twins. You know what I, I know. mean? Well, because the other thing I, that I've read and heard is that twins are not good at small talk. So that's another thing, like oh, going definitely. right into the deep. Because I, 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 whenever I ask people at parties, like I always want to find something interesting to talk about, not the weather, not sports. And so I'll, I'll say say things like, so what? what is your dream? What is your goal in life? And then a yeah. lot of people are always astounded. They're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> and so I guess that's not normal to ask people these questions but that's who I am and like they say to be yourself in dating exactly. so like if I can't be myself from the from the top like then what's the well, point well let's 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 dissect this a little bit what I I don't think that okay just full disclaimer I am no dating expert yeah me neither but um you know I would love to have a a guest who is she's 
a love coach and she's incredible. I call her a love coach. I don't know if that's her official title, <laughs> but she's all about romance and deeper connections and finding your soulmate and all that stuff. So I'll, uh, we'll definitely have to bring her on a guest to talk about this in depth. But um, being a non-expert, uh, I don't think it's wrong being yourself. I do think that what I think you're describing is uh, you're thinking that it's a bad thing to put it all out there. I don't think it is. But when you're getting to know somebody, we do still have to remember that just as we have our boundaries, other people have theirs. And while, you know, I don't think it's bad to share ourselves with other people, we still got to learn to read the room a little bit. And if that means that person might not be in a state to hear all your emotional baggage. I'm just saying it like that. I don't, I, yeah. I don't mean that in a kind but I'm just saying like, or your history with dating or whatever, right up front, you know, let that play out and unfold naturally, like feel out the other person. And I think that if we listen to what the other person has to say, we allow ourselves to unfold in our natural state more because we're not just listening we're receiving them as they are so then we can let them receive us as we are does know, that like, kind of make sense yeah like I've been doing my best to do that so I, I met this guy in actually tutoring him Ooh. and we talked well of course like in because I ask all my students questions and stuff as we like to get them speaking in English and like his English is really good he mostly just wants to improve his writing so like the more we talked I was like this guy has so many of my interests and uh-huh. he likes cooking, and he meets so many of the things on my list. Like, he likes cooking, he takes care of himself, he plays an instrument, and he loves classical music, and so so many of these things. And it's like, I can tell that he's kind because he's done nursing, and he has worked with autistic kids. I can tell that he's patient. I can tell all these things already, and it's only been, like, two weeks. And so, like, somewhere in that, I was like, this guy would be really perfect. And, I, and like, I could tell that he was... Because he called me beautiful once and he was like teasing me about being serious. And so I I gave him my phone number. Like I give my number to other students too. And, but with like a secret alternative, I mean, ulterior (laughs) motive. And, (laughs) and so then he, he, he did text me on WhatsApp and was like talking about, I don't want to, like, I, I enjoy, you know, the teacher student relationship, but I, I want to see what the stars have written about us. And like, so he wants to go further and so, like, that first day we texted a lot, and then the next day not really, and then the third day not at all. And, and so now it hasn't been at all. And so I'm like, is he just – because I'm not that big into texting either, but I'm already wondering, is it over? And, like, I want to – I want to – because, I don't know, this is me, like, and maybe it's a problem that I have. Well, it is a problem that I have, but, like, every now and then it's like I need validation that people still like me. Even friends I've had for 15 years – I'll be like, do, do they still like me? They stopped hanging out with me. Because I guess my love language is quality time. And <laughs> I want to I want to know, like, they haven't abandoned me, have they? So, um, first of all, congratulations. I think that's awesome. That's Aww, cute. Thanks. I think the way you guys met is so cute. And just take it slow. There's no rush. There's really no rush. And, you know, have you thought about doing a Zoom date before you meet in person? Not as like a teacher student, you know, like a like a tutor thing. Uh, I mean, just like to chat about nothing or about the things that you chat about in your text. No, I haven't thought about that, but that would be interesting. Yeah. So you could do that. And then um, as you feel more comfortable with him, you share yourself more with him and then you'll be ready to meet him in person. 
Yeah, because we, we, we were supposed to actually meet tomorrow, and so I'm not sure if that's happening now because he might be too busy. But also, neither of us have a car right now, although he's in the process of getting one because he got a new job that's kind of far, and he's going to need a car for that. Okay. So. Oh, so, oh, oh, okay, yeah, so you are going to meet in person. Yeah, we are one day. Like, maybe if, if not tomorrow, then maybe New Year's, like New Year's Eve. You know, Jordan, uh, before we started recording, you shared um, like an interesting insight or take on dating. And I joked with you that it feels like you think it's like a chore or whatever. Do you want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so Because I, I think that there are people out there who can relate to that because dating sometimes and looking for somebody can feel so overwhelming or like a chore. Yeah, I have like read done. Like, so go ahead. that people can get dating fatigue. And, and like I have not gone on that many dates. It's just that for me, like, I like to get, this is how I naturally get to know people, with them sort of being around because of a purpose, like school or work. And, like, so this case worked because we had a reason to meet. And, like, it's weird to go out with strangers, and so that's the chore feeling part. But also, it's kind of like, I want to check this off my list to to know, because, like, I don't want random roommates anymore. Like, the current roommates I have are friends, and they're both girls, and it's like, what if they get married? And because they're both trying to date, too. I'm I'm afraid of being left like alone with random roommates again. And so it's like I want to have this relationship down so I can have a built-in roommate wherever I go and not have to worry about that part. And and like so it's just like I want this I want this checked off the list of life and then mm. I can focus on other things like career and stuff and I don't know like having this built-in travel partner and built-in everything and instead of cuz I can't rely on my sister. So yeah, like I don't know if if you can relate to this. So okay, I feel like I hear what you're saying. I don't know if I've ever had that motivation myself. Actually, no, I haven't had that specific motivation because, you know, my situation is also different than your situation. I haven't had to live with roommates or worry about strangers. You know what I mean? You've so, always been with your sister? Uh, um, yeah, so, and and um, in a in my in my same home environment that I grew up in, you know, mm-hmm. like when I say home, I'm saying like the the towns that I've lived, like yeah. like I'm I, I haven't ventured far from home in my physical, like where I live, you know what I mean, physically. Yeah. So there's a comfort in that, right? Yeah. So um, and you went from you state to state to, to state, country back to state, yeah. and so like it's different. Um, so I I don't have that specific motivation, but I get what you're saying. But let me play devil's advocate because so you're basically saying that what you want is, and I think a lot of people will relate to this. You want to date so that you're not alone. You want to date so that you can have a companion with you, yeah. right? And and you just said it, but I don't know if you realize you said it. It almost feels like you want to date to replace your sister. Like you yeah, I know. Yeah, and I've ta- we've talked sister. about this with. I mean, like in the twin group that I am, I am in, we talk about something like twins naturally looking for twin replacements, like. Even, I mean, like, I did that when I first moved here to Los Angeles. The, my, my neighbor friends that I did games with, I was at their house, like, all the time and feeling lonely when I wasn't with them or, or when they were busy or something. And then my other friend moved here and is my roommate now, and I'm afraid that I smother her too too much sometimes because, like, I'm always up for hanging out and, and, like, we'll watch one movie and I'll be like, you want to do another? And, or I'll, I'll feel like saying that. Sometimes I hold myself back and and so, So yeah. what do you think that you're going to gain from... Okay, so I guess this is this is someone somebody asked me once, and um, it was just like a regular question. What are you uh, missing or feel like you don't have with yourself that you can find in another person? Because 
the chances are if you can't find that in yourself, then, you know, you're never going to fully find it in the person that you're dating or that you're in a relationship with. There, there will always be something lacking because uh, anyway, so I'm just curious, what is it you think that you're missing that you can only find by being with another person? I guess comfort, I don't know, or a better salary. Like the, another person to pay because like it's expensive in L.A. and you need roommates. like So you need that second salary and like a person that, you know, you can feel comfortable with when you go into the living room and maybe they're watching something and then you just okay, sit down so and watch you're talking about them. So you really want financial security that you so you feel like you can't do that on your own and that another person of having a partner would would help with that. Yeah. And comfort. And like because I just need. Well, I guess I mean, like because I can. I look forward sometimes to just playing video games on my own or sometimes reading. I haven't read in a while, but like at night. But usually I always look forward to being with someone else at night, like watching a TV show or a movie or a board game or something. And so I want to have this guaranteed, too, because you can't guarantee that with random roommates. They might not want to hang out with you. That's true. But you know what? And um, you can't guarantee that with anybody. You can't even guarantee that with a boyfriend. You can't even guarantee that with sisters or siblings. You know what I'm saying? So I guess where I come from is when I'm looking to to make a big life change, I really look at what is driving it. Is it fear or is it growth? If it's fear, then I feel like that that will put us in a decision not to see the bigger picture or to maybe, like, God forbid, ignore some important red flags that we may not notice in other people that we invite into our life. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's so when I if I step back and I realize, okay, so like for me and I like again, I'm no psychologist. I'm just your buddy saying what I think I'm hearing is that it sounds like a lot of these um, motivations are fear based because you don't want to be alone. You do want that financial security. You want that comfort. And um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So please don't misunderstand. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I think that there needs to be an awareness of what's driving that because I don't think you're going to find what you're looking for if that's what's driving it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I know because even the twins that I talk to and the married ones, sometimes they still say they feel lonely. And I'm like, how can you be lonely? You've Aww. got a loved one. And yeah. so that never goes away. But like, I what, think the what reality is nobody can replace our twins, yeah. you know? Like, th- even if you find your soulmate and he is, and you guys just mesh so well, he'll still never be able to replace your twin. It's, it's a different kind of relationship. It yeah. always will be, you know? Yeah. I am becoming more aware of it through the twin group that I'm in and stuff and like, I think that I'm accepting it just little by little. Like, and my twin hasn't abandoned me. Like, we've talked about that because, like, it was it really was a big deal for me that she got a boyfriend that became a fiance. And, like, for three years, that was really hard. Aww, um, yeah, of, I like, imagine. kind of repairing and re- reimagining, reworking our relationship and putting him in. And so for a long time, I was like, she's replaced me and... No, like she's told me and, and we've we've written each other. We've spoken about it. Like she was like, no, I still need you. And oh, and like yeah. he, like Joel can't do everything for me. And so, yeah, like that's good to know, basically, that yeah. I haven't been replaced. But um, I think, you know, you're, just... you'll never be a replace to her. But right now, um, the person that's taking center stage is her fiance. 
Yeah. It's but it doesn't mean that you're any less important. Yeah, I know it felt like that for a while, but I imagine I I I I get it. I believe me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. So I I don't know. Like I I would just like to have a person of my own that I can that I know that I can go deep with because I can't go deep with her all the time on the phone or whatever and I'm your sister you mean yeah yeah okay like I'm I'm afraid of going too deep with my roommates even though I've known the one for like 15 years and she's like a sister to me because I don't want to push her away and so that's why I feel like in having a husband I can go deep with him because he can't escape I mean like I I guess technically he could but like um so it's (laughs) like be much harder for him (laughs) yeah I want to be able to like be my whole self with somebody and them not escape or get mad at me or or like get be like no that's too much you're smothering me it's too much i don't know okay so this definitely is um these are part of the stories that we tell ourselves about our worth and our deservingness and about our uh interactions with other people and it's not your fault but these are all stories that you've made up in your head based on uh, like subconscious beliefs that you have about yourself as a person mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, this is this is something I learned through my 30s um, so if you feel that way what's driving that is a deep belief uh, or an insecurity about who you are and what you feel you offer to the world, you know? And, and when I say the world, I, I'm not talking about like in lights and how, ho- I don't know yeah, like yeah. that. I just, I mean like the world around you, you know what I mean? And um, that is something that when you realize is a story and, it, and you realize that it's driven from some belief, you can start to become aware of it when that feeling pops up. You have a voice. There are people who love you. There are people who care about you. And if you can't go deep with somebody, you can't be vulnerable with somebody, then unfortunately, they are not your people. Those are not the people that you do that with. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means that the people you're inviting into your life aren't those people because you're not there either. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I guess yeah I should I should try just try more with yeah. my friend. Basically. Like have you yeah if you like have they ever shot you down and said oh Jordan don't even please I cannot handle no. your vulnerability. Okay. No, they've never. So, yeah, I know there's no evidence that they would ever it, like, that she would ever do that. Like I'm talking about one person. Yeah. Um, we see it's so easy, and I I want anyone who's listening to this to really listen carefully. It is so easy to tell ourselves a story to stop ourselves from doing something that we think might hurt us. If you fear rejection, it's easy to come up with stories about other people rejecting you first so you're not even going to try. Like we can come up with whole outcomes, fortune, we do fortune telling and mind reading about everyone around us, but what we're doing is really we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying yeah. to protect our ego. We're trying to protect stay in survival mode, and there's no reason for that. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and experience and if 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 that should happen where that worst case scenario you remember we talked about this in one of our very first episodes mm-hmm. when you were talking about confrontation when you were confronting your roommate about something when you were in Paris no the house guest yeah yeah oh the house guest sorry yeah if the worst case scenario does happen deal with it then and even if that's the case it's one moment in time it does not mean that that will happen with every other person that you meet in your life or whatever yeah, it's hard to be. Oh, that's going to go into another 
episode that we have planned mm-hmm. on, on trauma responses, yes. actually. Yeah. That would be a good segue yep. <laughs> for another time. We will this, do that. Definitely. Yeah. In, in the new year, we're definitely going to talk about that and a lot more. And we can delve into this topic about love and intimacy and vulnerability uh, with our guests. Uh, so I think that will be so wonderful to continue. Yeah. So mostly I just don't want because this I feel like it's like I don't want this opportunity to pass. Like I don't have feelings for him yet, but I do think about him a lot. And I, I it's like I don't want this opportunity to pass. Like here is a perfect guy. He has like all this stuff written and he's cute and nice. And, and so it's like I, I don't want the. Yeah, basically that I don't want the opportunity to pass because how often am I going to find a smart guy that meets all of these criteria as often have. as you want. See, again, that's another story. Sorry, I'm going to be the <laughs> I'm going to be that person today. If you tell yourselves a story of limitation, you will find limitation everywhere you go. If you tell yourself a story of expansion and abundance, you will find expansion and abundance everywhere you go. It's literally <laughs> as simple as that. If you limit yourself, you limit yourself. If you expand yourself, you expand yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and, 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 you know, as direct as that is, it's the law. It's the universal law of attraction. It's a universal law of oneness. Even if you're not spiritually inclined or into that stuff, it is how it works. Whatever you focus on expands. So if your life is lived in this contraction mode where you see limitations everywhere, that is, you will find evidence of that everywhere you go. So you can meet the right guy and you can meet him as many times as you want in different versions of him if you just believe that he's there and that there are more than one out there. You know what I'm saying? So but if you believe patience though. But it's not just even about patience. This is what I will tell you. Just have fun. When you raise your vibration through feeling good and just saying, I'm gonna have fun with this. You have no expectations. You're not putting yourself, you're not putting pressure on yourself to try to make something happen. Because the reality is you can't make anything happen. You can just be responsible for your thoughts. You can take actions that support those thoughts. And then you let the cards fall where they may. Even the people who hustle, 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 hustle can't control the end result, right? Yeah. So, and that goes doubly with people. We can't control anybody. We can't make them do what we want. And we definitely can't have them meet our expectations. That has to come from within. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's like, I want this to be over. But uh, like, You know what? Just think about it as like a fun chapter. You like meeting people, right? You know, that's how I look at dating. That's how I look at, I just look at them as meeting people that I can connect with. If something deeper happens, great. That's a wonderful surprise. And if not, then I just potentially made a new friend or I just got to know someone interesting for a short period of time. That's mm. all. It can be just as fun as that. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't know. I have this thing about like knowing if something is worth it, worth my time or not. Like when you meet a person, you're like, oh, well, they're leaving for Arizona in the morning. I'm never going to see them again. So th- it, therefore, it's not worth mm. getting to know them that well. And I don't know, maybe that comes from moving around as a kid a lot. Like, OK, it's not worth getting to know. Like when we, we were at like one elementary school for only a semester because bef- we had moved houses before moving to Orlando. And so I was like, I'm not going to get to know any of these kids because I'm not going to see them again. And it's not worth it. Mm. And so like, I don't know. But that's, I guess, a different topic. Um, no, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying with that. But, you know, the reality is you're not a little kid anymore. 
and you've decided to put roots in LA and that was your past that's not your present now and it does not have to be your future you make the you decide at the end of the day you decide uh how temporary something is or how permanent it is I mean that to the degree that we're in a yeah, control of like our not own entirely cuz yeah like I know I would keep contact with old high school friends but like most of them have kind of moved on and so it's like well I got to stop the contact they're not contacting me back like so you can't yeah it's like you can only do so much and just um the the last thing I would say before we wrap up whether it's dating or any other area of your life like I've I mentioned her before Tasha she's a wonderful life coach mm-hmm. so amazing and helped me so much and um you know, her words are always playing in my head. She always said, Dahlia, you're the one that decides. So remember that, guys. You, each of you are the one that decides. You decide what you think of yourself. You decide what you think of other people. You decide how you want to live your life and the direction you take. There might be other extenuating circumstances, but those are external. We're talking about your internal environment. And the reality is that's what free will is. You decide. So if you decide that someone is not worth your time, you know dig deep say why why is it just because of the stories I'm telling myself or is there some real like bad vibey feeling that I'm getting from do you know what I'm trying to say yeah so yeah so at the end of the day you decide everything you tell yourself is a decision you have made mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not yeah like this and could go on fun. and on but yeah it's good yeah. to just end it here and <laughs> yeah and hopefully I don't know something good comes from this and but yeah if yeah, not like I just, got, go I just gotta trust on. that there's some other guy that meets all the same things. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and just have fun with it. So with this guy, just have fun with it. And with that, do you have any uh, thing? Any final comments? I think th- my final comment for me and for anybody is doing yeah. it your own way. Yep. Like I don't like um, online dating because it's so like I don't know impersonal to me and and forced. And like, so I'm determined to do it my own way, like that I'm going to meet someone through work, through a friend of a friend, through a party, like something like that, like where I can yeah. actually talk to them and see them uh, like kind of in the background or, or this is where multiple times like there's a reason for us to meet. And yeah, I I, I, yeah. I'm just determined to do it my way because that's what's comfortable for me. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I feel kind of the same with the online dating thing as well. So I get it, you know. Um, I think that's a wonderful takeaway is that at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you and have fun with it. That's my takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> my, right. my final comment is have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank All you right. for listening. Um, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, email, our website, and We'd love to hear from you. Like, tell us yes. your, your, I don't know, tips for me or how you've overcome things or, or for, I don't know, if you have a funny story, anything like that. Ooh, yeah. Or if you know um, of uh, like a great resource or someone that we should talk to and bring on our show about this topic or any other topic, let us know too. We would or be happy if, to explore that. If you that. were an expert. <laughs> exactly. Then, <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.